Have you ever thought of buying a franchise or currently own one or many? If so, this podcast is for you. Welcome to Franchise Euphoria, the podcast created and hosted by franchise attorney Josh Brown for the sole purpose of helping people find success through franchising. Hello and welcome to another episode of Franchise Euphoria, the podcast to help people succeed in franchising. So often people are unsure if they should buy a franchise or just start their dream business from scratch. Well, on today's episode, I'm interviewing Kate Erickson. Kate is the content creator and community manager for Entrepreneur on Fire, a very popular daily podcast that interviews today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. In addition to authoring the blog, Kate heads their mastermind community, Fire Nation Elite, and their newest community for podcasters, Podcasters Paradise. And she knows firsthand what it is like to help someone start and build a business from scratch. Hello, Kate, and welcome. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'd just like to say at the outset that I am a member of Fire Nation Elite and Podcasters Paradise and have really, really found tremendous value with both groups. But more importantly, I've met and I'm getting to know some incredible entrepreneurs. So a big thank you to you and John for creating those great communities. Absolutely. We're so happy to have, you know, you and many others like you be a part of it. It really, you know, lights John and I up. So thank you for being there. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to dive into it. And, you know, before we do so, and dive into the sort of behind-the-scenes magic of what you and John have done and, and are continuing to do, I'd love for you to share a little bit more about your background, about yourself, and, and sort of how you got involved with Entrepreneur on Fire. Yeah, definitely. So I have a pretty diverse corporate background. This is pretty much what I consider my first quote unquote entrepreneurial experience. I've worked in banking for quite some time. I was a teller, a commercial loan processor. I did IRAs and all different kinds of retirement accounts for some time. And then I got into advertising and marketing and I've worked for advertising and marketing agencies before that this for about three to four years, which really got me into the whole branding side of business, which I love. And then I joined up with Entrepreneur on Fire. Well, that's really a, a varied background. That's kind of interesting going from banking to advertising to marketing. It sounds like a perfect transition, to be honest, where you sort of get a you get a flavor for each part of a business and then you move forward with your venture and Entrepreneur on Fire. Let's start from the beginning, because for those that may not know what Entrepreneur on Fire is or who John is, can you give us a little bit of background on that? Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, Entrepreneur on Fire is a seven-day-a-week podcast. John is the founder and host, and he interviews inspiring and successful entrepreneurs. And what he does is through the interview, he kind of shares their journey with the audience. And our audience is really filled with entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs who are looking for that inspiration and motivation that they need to go out and start their own businesses. So the podcast is kind of geared at providing people with the insights and the tips that they need to start their own entrepreneurial journey. 
you know, we know, and maybe you can give sort of the, the, the listeners an idea of, of the popularity of the podcast, but also, you know, when you first began working with John and Entrepreneur on Fire, tell us a little bit about where the business was and what steps you outlined and implemented to help move it forward. I mean, I really want to dive in a little bit because, as you know, the listeners of this podcast are people who are in corporate jobs, people who have been recently laid off, people who are looking for that opportunity to really launch out on their own. And one thing that I find that's really not really discussed that often but is super, super important is for people to take the time to figure out, okay, what kind of business should I be doing? What kind of business is right for me? And I think a lot of people who look at franchises just look at the idea that the systems and processes are in place, and so how bad can it be? But I'd love for you to sort of give an insight into what it's like to help run a non-franchise business. Absolutely. As you described, it's definitely a very different ballgame. I mean, you have to go through the process of really discovering, you know, not only what your own passions are and what you're good at and what you can bring to the table, but on the flip side of that, you have to know that there's somebody out there that's looking for that. So, you know, anybody could start their own quote unquote business doing something that they love, but if they don't have an avatar, if they don't have an audience out there that they're serving, then it's not going to work. So absolutely finding that, you know, intersection where all of those things meet, your passion, a viable business idea, you know, something that you're good at and something that people are actually looking for and willing to pay you for is a very different ballgame than, you know, perhaps taking up a franchise and kind of carrying on the everyday business role of like a manager or a you know somebody who runs a store you kind of already have all of those th- things laid out for you so i guess to answer your question you know when i first came on board john was pretty established already with entrepreneur on fire the brand had already been somewhat built i think that we've grown it a lot since so when john first started he he was his own avatar which worked out very well for him because he knew exactly what he was looking for and because of that he knew that there was other people out there who must be looking for the same thing. So when he started building Entrepreneur on Fire, he had a very specific target audience in mind and was able to take something that he was passionate about, which was talking and learning about entrepreneurship and sharing that with with his audience. And, you know, you talked about the rapid growth of Entrepreneur on Fire, which has been something that's extremely exciting for both John and I, that when he started, he started with absolutely nothing. You know, he didn't have an audience. He didn't he didn't talk to people about entrepreneurship before that. I mean, he was in commercial real estate before this. So for him to come out and, and build this brand and to build this podcast and to build this community has been really incredible. Well, and that's incredible. I mean, you know, it's truly the American dream, so to speak. I mean, really, you know, John did start from nothing and has truly built a, a successful business, brand, enterprise, whatever you want to call it, from scratch. Can you touch a little bit on some of the initial challenges when you came on board or some of the things that were initially difficult or things that you had to deal with as you were building this? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can even speak to before I quote unquote came on board because, you know, for most of your listeners who probably don't know this, John and I are actually boyfriend and girlfriend. We live together in addition to working together. And, you know, we were together and living together at the time that he started this business. So even before I quote unquote came on board as a sort of partner with Entrepreneur on Fire, you know, I was very involved in John creating this and very privy to what he was going through. So, I mean, some of the things that somebody who's taking on a franchise may not really think about if you're building a business from the ground is what is our brand? What does our logo look like? What colors represent us? What do we want people to think and feel when they, you know, see our brand or when they hear the podcast? And, you know, what are we really looking to provide these people? You're starting all of that from scratch. That's all things that you don't have preconceived or handed down to you from your marketing department or from your communications department. And, you know, everything from, like I said, our logo, our design, our website, our brand, all the way to how we want to talk to people, you know, what do our communications sound like and the format of the podcast, you know, there's so many podcasts out there that might be interview format, but they don't stay true to a specific guideline where they ask the same questions over and over again, which is what John does. And so even things like that, you know, creating what we wanted our templates to be, so to speak, for the podcast, you know, that's all stuff that we had to sit and talk out and, you know, kind of weigh the positives and the negatives of everything. So, you know, there were definitely a lot of challenges. And, you know, that's kind of the fun of being an entrepreneur, though, is that you're making all those decisions. Somebody else isn't handing you a packet and saying that these are the steps you need to follow. You know, you really have the freedom to create and grow a brand that means something to you and that means something to other people as well. Man, I think you really hit on a lot of good points there, Kate. And, you know, I, I think first and foremost, you know, you mentioning that you and John are, are boyfriend and girlfriend and that you've been there from the beginning, I think really touches upon the importance of working, having people to bounce things off of, right? I mean, you know, so mm -hmm. many people feel like when they are going to start a business or when they're going to buy a business or a franchise that, they don't have anybody. They don't have anybody else to, to bounce things off of and say, you know, what do you think? How does this relate to my personality? And so on and so forth. And I think the other thing that's and that's really fascinating is how it's obvious that, that you guys love the journey. You love sort of creating the plan, creating the brand. And I think that as well is a telltale from a personality perspective because some people don't want to do that, right? I mean, you know, some people, they want that laid out for them. and Absolutely. And, and they just want to be plugged in. And I think that is something that a lot of people, at least I found this in my experience, a lot of people that I speak with don't really think about that before they lay down their retirement to purchase a business or to start a business. They really need to take the time to figure out what their personality is like. And I, I think those are some really, really good points that you raised. And I'm, I'm curious, over the last three to four months, because there has been a meteoric rise with Entrepreneur on Fire, mm -hmm. you guys really have branched out into a larger, as you mentioned earlier, a larger mastermind group and a podcaster's form. Can you talk about that and specifically touch upon how both of these spinoffs came to be? 
Definitely. So when it was just John before I came on board, well, I won't say just John, I'm sorry. Um, he actually had two virtual assistants working with him who, you know, helped him manage his social media, some of his other communications. So back at that time, John didn't really have the bandwidth to really create and run a mastermind or create and run, you know, something like Podcaster's Paradise. But it was certainly something that he had thought about creating for a long time and something he knew he wanted to create. So once I came on board, I think that finally became a reality and that, you know, with me working with John, that both of us together could create this mastermind and we could create these communities and we did have the bandwidth to, you know, effectively manage and run them. So Fire Nation Elite is the mastermind that you had mentioned before you're a part of, which we're very happy about. And what we have is an online community of entrepreneurs and we provide community support and motivation and accountability to everyone in the group to help them launch and grow a successful business. So that's been something that John and I have lived for day in and day out, you know, even before we started it, but so much more now that it's actually off the ground and has really taken off. We couldn't be happier with the way it's going. And that kind of was a spinoff of what originally John called Ignite. That was going to be the original mastermind community that John created. And once I came on board and we actually saw this as a reality, we kind of pivoted a little bit because we had built this community that we referred to as Fire Nation. And so we thought, what better way to kind of carry on that community name, but really differentiate this mastermind community as a very special elite group than to just call it Fire Nation Elite. So that's what we ended up doing with that. And the original idea for that is came from when John started, you know, he was going through the exact same things that the people who are part of this group are now going through. And that was lack of support and lack of communication with like-minded individuals who are going through the same things as him. And, you know, that was tough for him. He did, you know, join a mastermind a few months after he launched, and that did prove to be very beneficial for him. And after seeing how beneficial, he realized that it was something that people you know, could become a part of much earlier than that, before they launch, before they even know what their business idea is. So that's been really, really fun for us. And, and we're loving that. Well, no, that's, you know, really interesting. I mean, it's it seems like obviously to be able to pull that off, you have to kind of work as a team together, as you've alluded to, and you have virtual staff members as well. How do you complement John's skill set? Well, I think John and I work together so well because John is this true entrepreneur at heart. You know, it came a lot later to him than it has for some other people. But, you know, I think the minute that he really tuned into the fact that he wanted to be an entrepreneur, I mean, it was like the sky's the limit. John has so many ideas. He's such a go-getter. You know, he's not afraid to put himself out there. He's not afraid to shout something out to the world and, you know, see what happens. And me, on the other hand, you know, I'm very cautious and I really like to think things through and I like to have a very set plan. And I think that those uh, differences really complement each other well because John pushes me to kind of get outside of my comfort zone and just go with it. And on the flip side, I'm kind of here to... <laughs> 
calm John down a little bit sometimes when he, <laughs> he wants to, you know, go off and launch like 10 more things. You know, I'm kind of here to be the one that says, okay, well, let's kind of think about, you know, what our real goals or, or what our main purpose with that is. So I think it's a great combination that we have. And I think it's why we've been able to successfully launch these communities and continue to grow this business. So you're trying to slow down the fire without burning out the flame, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know, obviously it takes a team to build what you guys are building. And I think it would be really instructive and very valuable, especially for people who are considering starting their own business. If you can kind of talk a little bit about how you went about implementing the team, implementing, because I know it's a small team. I think it's just the two of you and then uh, maybe a couple virtual staff people, which I think in and of itself is fascinating and is a testament to what you know you can do with technology and and organization and systems and processes and, and, and making sure that you're plugging people in in the right way. But I'd love to hear about how you guys put that together, because I can tell you from my own experience, Kate, it's a challenge. I mean, it's a challenge to find people who can plug the right holes. You know, I, I think that a lot of times small business owners want to hire people that they like, which is great, but they don't necessarily take into account what their skill set is. You know, people oh, are really concerned with the culture, but you've got to make sure that they fit and can actually do something that is worthwhile to the business. It's so difficult, Josh. I totally agree with you. And, you know, luckily, like I said, John started off with two virtual assistants pretty much as soon as he had the idea to start the podcast. So these two girls, Marie and JM, had kind of been with him since the beginning. They saw this business grow as it was growing. Literally, they're the ones that helped it grow. So unlike maybe hiring somebody to come into your business and then trying to explain to them all the inner workings and, and what you have going on, that wasn't really the case. I mean, these two girls were heading up right with John what Entrepreneur on Fire was going to be. When I came on board, we did let one of our virtual assistants go because we thought that maybe we could build some more efficiency and, and save a little bit of money on the virtual assistant end to really start shaping what the business was going to be like, which ended up being a great thing. You know, we definitely felt the pain of losing 40 hour a week employee, of course. But, you know, with me on board, I think it was good because it kind of forced me to jump right in and really get to know those ends of the business, which was a lot of the social media and the communications. And since then, you know, we just really try to prioritize our projects and we really try to lay out exactly what it is we're trying to accomplish. And once we have those things laid out that we're trying to accomplish, then really finding out the resources that we need to accomplish those things. Because, you know, like you said, it's tough to bring somebody on and, and it's tough to find somebody that you trust. And, you know, with a lot of the stuff that we do, our virtual assistant, she has access to, you know, a lot of our accounts and you know she has access to a lot of things that you wouldn't just hire someone off the internet and then start giving them your passwords and such it's a scary thing to do and it's something that's tough to let go of for a lot of people especially if you kind of have that corporate mindset of keeping stuff close and you know not really opening full up right away but again we've been lucky to have our virtual assistant that we have with us now JM has been with John since the very beginning so that certainly helped us out a lot 
Oh, no, that's huge. And you, you really sort of, uh, you know, answered the next question that I was thinking of in terms of addressing what kind of, you know, staffing plan or how you figure that out, because it's so important. It's so challenging on a number of levels and on especially a number of the things that you touch upon. I mean, obviously, trust is a huge issue, but just letting go as an entrepreneur and, and as a business owner. And obviously, that has to do with trust. But, you know, entrepreneurs are so used to doing everything themselves and mm-hmm. and running in, in 10 different directions. So it sounds like you guys really take the time to sit down and say, okay, here's sort of the next, you know, two or three steps or here's the direction and where we're going. And let's try to brainstorm and figure out what kind of resources we need to make that happen. And then, of course, you can always adjust on the fly. Yeah, definitely. And that's not to say that I was just going to, I'm glad that you added a just on the fly because we certainly do plenty of that as well. I mean, we have several people that, you know, we hire on a project by project basis, virtual assistants, but I guess more like freelancers, if you want to call them that, that we reach out to for design projects or, you know, for other things that we're looking to get done. But it's certainly something that we've been adjusting on the fly, especially over the past few months with how we've been growing. I mean, that would be great if John and I and JM could do everything, but we just can't. And, you know, the bigger podcasters Paradise gets and, you know, the bigger and better Fire Nation Elite gets. We definitely recognize that we do need more help. We do need more team members. And, you know, I was actually just on the Internet earlier today looking for customer service and community support rep. So we'll see how that goes. We're looking to bring someone on that can hopefully help us in in that area just because, you know, we want to provide as good a support as we can to our community as possible. So, you know, we recognize that we can't do that, even though we would love to be the ones doing everything. It's just not possible. Well, you do want to sleep, right? (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I think too, what happens? So as you guys are making these decisions, do you just sort of work through them yourselves as a team or do you guys have some confidants that you go to or or people that you guys lean on who have a little bit more experience because one thing that's so fascinating is that you guys both right out of the gate you know as you alluded to this was john's first entrepreneurial venture even though he had success in other business ventures and you as well so there's got to be times where you know there's the regular day-to-day decision making And then there's the really tough decisions, which are so easy to put on the back burner. And I know from my own experience, you know, being able to have people who have sort of been there, done that, that you can just go and bounce stuff off of is invaluable. Do you have those people? Absolutely. John has a mentor, Lewis Howes, who, you know, provides him and and both of us really entrepreneur on fire with amazing advice. And, you know, he's been through a lot in his career as a podcaster and as just an amazing business person. And he's somebody that definitely John is in touch with often. But, you know, above and beyond that, John and I are just really lucky to have built amazing relationships with a lot of people in this industry. I think part of it is a result of John just being the go-getter that he is. You know, he was out at conferences and meeting people and building relationships and networking before Entrepreneur on Fire launched ever. He interviews a successful and inspiring entrepreneur every single day. So those relationships have definitely come in handy. You know, it's amazing the people that you'll meet on the Internet. And it's amazing what people are willing to help you with. If you can just show them that you are genuinely there to help them and you're genuinely there to build a relationship with them. We have countless people that we turn to 
you all the time for help. And I definitely agree with you that you need those people to reach out to. You need to those people who you can turn to who have launched a mastermind community before, who have launched a product before that, you know, you can ask them kind of what worked for them and what didn't. And, you know, that doesn't always mean that you're going to follow it exactly the way they did. That's another part of being an entrepreneur is that you put it out there, you test it, you see what works best for you and your community, and then you adjust from there. But we absolutely have, you know, a lot of amazing people that we reach out to, even Fire Nation Elite. I mean, I'll post in the Facebook group sometimes and ask people for advice. Just the other day, I connected with Alex and, you know, he kind of gave me his thoughts on nurture email campaigns. So we're definitely very lucky to have the relationships that we do with others in the industry. Well, yeah, and I've, I've seen that too. I mean, it's a total compounding effect. And I think that, you know, it's often a theme of on Entrepreneur on Fire. And it's, it's true even in in the franchising world that, you know, if you have things that you don't know about, you just need to ask. You need to be able to reach out and talk to people. What's You know, the worst thing that can happen is they say no. But what's amazing is most of the time they say yes. And, Definitely. And I recently interviewed somebody, Kate, who was a franchise owner. And she told me that before she bought the franchise, she spoke with 50, 5 zero, 50 other franchise owners of that brand. And, wow. But what was amazing about it, and I think what kind of dovetails into what you're talking about and you're relying on community, was that what that did for her was not only give her a background on the franchise, but it also led to relationships. And so one mm-hmm. of the first people that she reached out to who happened to be a very successful owner of that brand sort of became a mentor to her. And then through the course of the franchise ownership became part of a growing community. And it's the same thing that you guys are doing. And I think that it's really the only way to go, especially as you're building something from scratch. I couldn't agree more. So tell me, in your opinion, what is one thing that a first-time small business owner should know about starting and growing a brand from scratch? I mean, we've talked about a number of different things, and I would just love to be able to boil it down to what you think is the most important thing, just in your experience. The most important thing about building a brand from scratch... That's a great question. I would have to say that you just really need to understand your audience. And even though your brand is your own, you're building your brand for your community. You're not building your brand for yourself. And so I think that it really starts with concentrating on what it is that your audience and your community is looking for and then building your brand off from that. Well, that is great. Well, Kate, thank you so, so much for taking the time out of your schedule to not only come on, but providing such thoughtful and great answers. I I know the listeners are truly going to benefit from it. And I'd love, before you go, to tell the listeners how they can get a hold of you and what kind of exciting things we can look forward to from Entrepreneur on Fire in 2014. Ooh, 2014 is going to be very exciting. If you want to stay up to date on all of that or get in touch with John or I, you can visit www.eofire.com. All right. Well, thanks again, Kate. And I look forward to staying in touch. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for being with us today on the Franchise Euphoria podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to go to iTunes and provide a review. Also, please remember that although Josh Brown is a licensed and practicing attorney, nothing contained in this podcast should be construed as legal advice, because it is not. The information contained in this podcast is general and educational in nature, and none of it should be relied upon as legal advice. 
That being said, if you have questions for Josh and would like to contact him, please email him at josh at franchiseeuphoria.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you tune in to our next weekly episode.